Welcome everyone to Dorks Are Dangerous. This is Chronicle 4, Session 0. I am your DM, Johnny Patches. You may remember me as a player in Chronicle 2 and 3, and your DM for Chronicle 1. Well, that ball has been put back in my court, and I will be running again. Uh, but this time, we have a much bigger cast of players than we did before. So let's start off with two that you would be familiar with. So ladies first or age before beauty, you two figure out who wants to go next. As goes first, go for it. You are, the, you are the age for the beauty, so... Hello, everyone. I am Bruce. I uh, joined up. I was here for Chronicle 1, 2, and 3, and uh, had the pleasure of DMing Chronicle 2. Hey, everybody. My name's Kaylee. You've had me for all the Chronicles so far. Um, I am a player in this one, and I am both scared and excited. Because I've left you traumatized after Chronicle 1. I understand if you keep throwing it up in my face on a <laughs> weekly basis. And so... I will continue to do so. Thank you. Uh, so we're the people that you're familiar with. And we didn't bring back one or two or three. But we've added four new players for Chronicle 4. So uh, let's start with Sim. Introduce yourself. And... Tell the audience out there a little bit about yourself, uh, your preferred pronouns, uh, whatever name you want to go by, whatever you feel like telling any, everybody. Well, hi, I'm Sim. Um, I'm new to the Chronicles, but I'm ready to learn. Um, upon second thought, I think I'm also scared because it's four new players and we're level 11, so... I'm sure we'll be ha handling some pretty hefty challenges. Um, I don't really have any preferred pronouns, so kind of good with whatever. Uh, anything that you want to let everyone know about yourself? Do you have any projects that you want to bring attention to or anything? Uh, not off the top of my head. I guess a good thing to know about me is um, I like I like hags. You are a hag fan obsessed. Of, a fan of hags. I'd say a fan. Enthusiast, uh, even. Uh, a hag enthusiast. I like <laughs> it. Uh, let's go with you next, Clay. Uh, yeah, so um, I'm Clay. I'm also new. Uh, my pronouns are, are he and him. Um, can I plug my book? You can plug whatever you'd like and definitely plug your book. I really wish I had a book that I could plug for this, but uh, son of a bitch, you blocked it. <laughs> I'm not scared. I'm not worried want, about it. Do you want to plug so. someone else's book? And I plug uh, my yeah, book, and then uh, doesn't even have a book. That was you guys, classic. That was fantastic. Can I, can I plug Clay's book? Yeah, yeah, everyone's plugging Clay's book. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna plug this little indie fantasy book. Uh, it's called The Lord of the Rings. It's by J.R.R. Tolkien. Um, okay. If you haven't read it, it's definitely worth a check out. You can get it on Amazon. Uh, pretty much anywhere books are sold, and that's that's going to be it for me. Sounds boring. But yeah, it's boring. It, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like even the fucking trees walk in that book. Sounds <laughs> like the kind of book that doesn't have tieflings in it. And, you know, how exciting can it sight. be? No hags. No hags. <laughs> Elden <laughs> Ring, Elden Ring meme time. No hags. Uh, Lex will do Katie. 
Hi, I'm Katie. I've been playing D&D for a while. Um, I will also plug Clay's favorite book, um, Lord of the Rings. I am Johnny's least favorite star sign, and I have two cats that I like to cuddle, and I play Overwatch. Can confirm all the above. We're so getting sued. Uh, (laughs) And and last, and certainly not least, Dave. Not David from the previous two Chronicles. This is new Dave. Dave 2.0. Yes, hello, hello. I am uh, Dave. I'm I'm new, of course. There's a lot of new faces for you guys, and uh, I guess a little little about me. I'm. uh, I don't have much outside of here, but uh, I, ready to play, ready to help uh, entertain you guys, and uh, I also. I also like making noises, so if you guys hear sound effects, that's probably coming from me. Love it. Well, now we know that it's not an audio problem, it's a Dave problem. And now yes. it's an awesome problem. Now it's an awesome problem. <laughs> which is... Bruce and I in the background like, why is this? I keep happening! <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, as there are Just four... if you guys start hearing me, like, you know where that's from. Noted. So now as there's four new people, we like to do icebreakers. Uh, usually we save it for the end, but because there's new people and everyone out there would probably love to get to know you guys a little bit more, uh, I'm going to ask you all four icebreaker questions, and I'll just call out a people at random to, to start with. So uh, we'll start with David, seeing as we introduced you last, we'll hit you with the icebreaker first. What was your first concert? And what's the best concert you've ever been to? Hmm. So I've never uh, attended someone else's concert. I've mostly been in concerts while while in school. I, I, I used to be in a band. Uh, so my first concert was probably when I was in fifth grade. Uh, and then best concert? I was probably my senior year. Not sure what makes it. Oh, it's uh, I had uh, a, a solo part during a jazz number during one during the, the the concert, so I was excited. I played the tenor saxophone. Interesting, excellent. Uh, Katie. Um. So my very first concert was to see Travis Tritt. Um, my favorite concert was to see the Jonas Brothers, and I was probably like maybe fifteen. All right. But it was a lot of fun. <laughs> Clay. Uh, yeah. First, so first concert I ever went to was Mumford and Sons, which was pretty sweet. Um, and probably my favorite concert. Uh, it's a toss-up. I saw LMFAO and Kesha, which was pretty rowdy. Uh, but Lord Huron was probably my favorite concert. And Sim. Well, you know, I'm glad that uh, I wasn't the only one who doesn't have many concerts in terms of experience. I've been to a Watsky concert um, at some point in middle school or high school, and that's it. So, guess that's also the best one I've been <laughs> that, to. That's the first and best. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. I, I, you know what? I said I'll quit while I'm ahead. 
uh, Kaylee. So like others in this channel, I was stunted when it came to music. I grew up in a household where only certain types of music were allowed. So any chance I got to listen to other genres was in my sister's car as she blared it and busted the speaker. And so I would say the best concert I've ever been to was when we were young this last year, because I got to listen to all the bands that I wasn't allowed to listen to in my quote unquote wannabe emo years. And yeah, it was a good time until like, 9 p.m. when my back decided it wasn't going to take it anymore. But yeah, I had a great time. What was, the, what was your first concert? My first concert? Oh, God. Uh, does church count? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I guess. Sure, why not? I mean, Sunday, Sunday church be my first concert. I think... Oh, I actually saw Kelly Clarkson before she made it big on American Idol at a county fair in, in a town over from where I used to live. Okay. There you go. So. And Bruce. First concert, Billy Joel. Best concert, Kid Rock. Really? Hey. Yeah. He puts on hey. a great concert. Sorry. Fair enough. Excellent. Okay. Uh, that was the first of 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 four. Well, three. Uh, so, what celebrity shares your birth date? Uh, Clay. Kelly Clarkson actually shares my birthday. Well, we have a Kelly Clarkson connection here, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I, we're all brought together by Kelly Brianne Clarkson. Thank you, Kelly Clarkson. This podcast brought to you by Kelly Clarkson. She's been mentioned more on this podcast than I ever thought that she would, ever, in <laughs> in ever, period. <laughs> when you say birthday, uh, you mean like year, month, and day? Uh, no, just the day, because the year is kind of off. Most people that probably share your birthday are dead, so just the years, okay. Bruce, see you next time. I think, I think it's Buddy Holly, if I remember right. Oh, okay. Uh, Sim. It's a really interesting questions where I definitely don't have to turn to Google immediately because <laughs> I never looked that up. But apparently, um. Fortuitously, me and Keanu Reeves share a birthday. Oh, hey, there you go. And then uh, no one else, no one else. I I've determined I'm going to anyone else born the same day as us. It just doesn't count. It, you've you've determined you're one, and you would be one A then. I'm assuming. I just uh, it's more more names than I'd like to track. So <laughs> me and Keanu Reeves on this on this particular calendar date. Uh, David, or Dave, sorry. Uh, from here, let me go ahead and choose Johnny Mathis. Okay. Excellent. Uh, Katie. So Google says, <laughs> uh, Lord and Adam Devine. And Adam Devine was in Pitch Perfect. Only reason I'm bringing that one up. Well, workaholics, you mean? It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Kaylee. As many others in this call searching to the Googles, I am sad that the most notable name that shares my birthday is Kylie Jenner. <laughs> I am actually upset. <laughs> you poor thing. You gotta fight her to the death. There can be only one. <laughs> so 
I just Googled this. Uh, Joe Keery, the guy who plays Steve from Stranger Things, actually has the exact same birthday as me. Oh. Ooh, there you go. Uh, I share a birthday with uh, Goldust, the wrestler from the WWE, and also Matt Ryan, the guy that played Constantine. So, oh, that's Goldust, cool. me, and then Matt Ryan in the order of fame and popularity, I'd say. Uh, so, <laughs> all... <laughs> two more, two more. So, Kaylee, uh, left... did you did you not did you not see uh, Antonio Banderas? I did she not. Doesn't... He did not pop up on Google. She doesn't know who he is. <laughs> yeah, well, that is. <laughs> I just didn't pop up in the top 10 because Kylie Jenner was front and center. <laughs> I didn't quite look that long. See how these millennials are? Yeah. <laughs> Go straight for the Jenners, not for Antonio Benders. Easy okay, there, Boomer. <laughs> First off, Gen X, you, everyone just forgets about us. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. Question <laughs> two. You're not notable, it was, but anyway. It's actually very impressive that two people said that at once. <laughs> They've, they've been working on it. They've I guess so. I've they are... heard OK Boomer slung around in a while. And they were ready. Those They were locked and loaded. Yeah, they're just waiting like snipers in the window ready to take me out. Yep. That's why, yep. That's why I hate this group already. Question two. <laughs> if you could guest star on any TV show, what would it be and who would you play? So question three, but thank you. Whatever. <laughs> I can't count. Uh, uh, Kaylee, see, as you wanted to point out I have my shortcomings in math, you answer that question first. So because I counted, called out your shortcomings, what was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> if you could guest star on any television show, what would it be and who would you play? I was going to say Mad Men, but no, that's bad for a female role. Um, I would do... Supernatural, because that is, it's not a great show. I know most people don't think it's a great show, but it has significance in my childhood. And I would play a Leviathan if I could be a guest star or like a lesser Leviathan on that show, which is like the things that eat angels and demons. All righty. Bruce. Somehow I knew you were coming to me next. <laughs> um, there's so many shows. I mean, do I pick one from recent or or from my childhood i mean geez there's a thousand shows you know what it'd be cool i think uh scooby-doo well that would be fun <laughs> i'd be scooby-doo and i'd be probably like um either the bbeg on that or or uh one of the, or the person who gets captured by the bbeg <laughs> So I get first and last credits, you know? It was old man Bruce all along. There it is. Uh, you, did you say Scooby-Doo has a big BBEG? Yeah, every episode. <laughs> Monster of the week. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but yes. Uh, Clay, you next. Oh, man. I've been racking my brain here thinking about this. Uh, it, I think it'd be a toss-up, but... So here's my answer. I think I would first appear on What We Do in the Shadows, and then okay. I would play that same character in Smiling Friends. What's Smiling Friends? Oh, oh good God. question. It's been good question. Years since I heard about Smiling Friends. 
Oh, uh, is this a, is this like the the little cutesy animals? No, and they no, always no. Die? Oh, okay. That's Smiling cool. Friends is like an animated show made by like the guys who do Oni plays. Uh, it's worth a watch. It's super funny. Okay. I'm gonna be honest. I thought of the animals too, but I do know what what Oni plays is. So. Well, Sim, you get to go next, then. Unfortunately, I've been sitting here racking my brains. Scooby-Doo's <laughs> probably the best answer, considering that was the show that I would tell people when I was growing up was my favorite show, so I could avoid um, having to uh, examine myself any further, and then I, I like, full throttle dedicated myself. I was like, Scooby-Doo is my favorite show, always. And I never really uh, examined anything past that. Uh, so Scooby-Doo sounds like a pretty good answer, and I'm struggling to think of other shows well, right Scooby now. Scooby-Doo is a perfect where, answer for it, though. This is where the Hot Pocket Coffee probably would have played <laughs> some sort of beneficial role in my capacity for thought. Let's say Garfield. There's probably a Garfield show, right? There's yeah, there Garfield. needs to be a cartoon, yeah. Yeah, I would like to be um, a cat that, uh, you know, gets in a fight with Garfield. <laughs> oh, oh, over lasagna. Completely understandable. We can yeah. write it. It makes sense. <laughs> I feel uh, like there's well, room for me there. Well, speaking of morning Hot Pockets, I guess we'll go with uh, Katie next. <laughs> um, you know what? Avatar or Legend of Korra? Um, I've always wanted to be a waterbender. You mean so you want to be a bloodbender, right? <laughs> uh, listen, ulterior motives. <laughs> you start small and then you think big. Because then no one expects anything. Exactly. I really like that answer. I love that show. And Dave, last and certainly not least. So I'd probably go with Digimon, which has a superior show to Pokemon, in my opinion. What role would you play on the superior show? I'd, I'd probably be one of the di Digi Dustin, or I could do a voice acting for like one of the random di Digimon. Yeah, that would have been good, yeah. I didn't think of an answer for this, so I'm going to say the first thing that came to mind was uh, the 1966 Batman. And I would oh, just be man. one of the nameless minions for whoever the Rose Gallery villain was. So just a shirt that says, like, minion number one, and then get Oda or Banff into oblivion in the first three seconds, so. And you get a credit for that? Like a guest credit? Yeah, yeah, I think a guest credit. At least I get an IMDb credit for that, right? Yeah, That's all that matters. Yeah, <laughs> to be fair, Johnny's, like, six foot five plus, so, <laughs> so he's a big, big minion. <laughs> so I make a good henchman. <laughs> just be a goon. And the last one is, what is your ultimate guilty pleasure song? Katie. Oh, God. I'm trying to think of something that's not entirely too bad, because I listen to a lot of ranchy, uh, raunchy music. Well, it's your guilty pleasure song. It doesn't need to be uh, <laughs> respectable. <laughs> okay, it's called F You In My Head. Who's the artist? Give them credit. Oh, God. Oh, God. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. Uh, cloudy June. Okay. Uh, David, what's your ultimate guilty pleasure song? 
So my taste in music changes over the course of the year, but uh, currently it might have to be, let's go with Leave Her Johnny, one of the sea shanties. <laughs> All right. Uh, Sim. I don't know that I have a guilty pleasure song insofar as like there's a song I always turn to and then would feel guilty about listening to. Um, I'm just looking for a song that I'm like, all right, I've listened to this a lot recently. There was at one point I listened to Video Killed the Radio Star way too much. Would definitely qualify as a guilty pleasure song. Acceptable. Bruce. I would say Kind of Magic by Queen. Okay. Clay, what's your guilty song? Oh, I'm going to say Never Gonna Give You Up by Rick Astley. Um, yeah, uh, I just, you know, it makes getting Rickrolled pretty, pretty pleasurable, to be honest. <laughs> so, long story short, uh, we used to go to vacation like the Jersey Shore, because I'm from New York when I was younger, and... That tape had just come out at the time, so my mom's boyfriend played it in the car. So when everyone's like, oh no, I got Rickrolled, this song's so awful, I'm like, I know this song's been awful for 30 years yeah. before anyone else ever heard it. So I was Rickrolled originally, so I was immune to it. I'm like, oh, it just brings back memories of a better time when I didn't have to worry about bills and stress and other things. So <laughs> I, I appreciate that. If I had to pick my own answer, I'd say probably Who Let the Dogs Out. Oh, all right, I that's love it. that's like definitely a guilty pleasure song right there. <laughs> uh, and uh, Kaylee, you're the last one, I think, besides me. So I can't choose between these two, so I'll say them both. All right, the done. bigger one is from What We Aim For, and it's The Curse of Curves, and then Paramore, uh, Misery, uh, Misery Business. Thanks. Yes. Thanks. Those two, I will loop for hours until someone in the house gets annoyed, and then I switch to headphones. So, are you a big Paramore fan? Yes. So, I went down a deep, dark rabbit hole of mashups a few years <laughs> ago, <laughs> and I found the greatest mashup of Paramore. I don't mind, you don't mind, something like that. Is that one of the songs? <gasps> yes. And. 50 Cent in the Club. It is <laughs> the greatest mashup of anything that I've ever heard. And I'm going to post it in the chat just so you can enjoy it. I actually I added would... it to my playlist. It is so fucking good. I was about to say, you're still talking, but I don't see a link. <laughs> <laughs> I have 40 browser tabs I need to go through to find it. And then I'm going to lose what I have up. But no, this is what you want. Hold I got, on. <laughs> I got you, homies. I got you, homies. First best Paramore song. That's what you get. I mean... You gotta love that. That's song. what you get when you let yep. your heart win. Sorry. <laughs> All right. So, oh, Clay, you're my you're my boy. You, you got it covered. That's yeah, I got right it. There. I got it. Uh, absolute banger. Uh, so for me, uh, man, I got a lot of guilty pleasure songs lately. It's "Fuck Boy" by Electric Callboy, and anything by Electric Callboy, I've been addicted to. Uh, but also, uh, Raise Up by Petey Pablo 
is uh, another song that I will never get tired of having being guilty pleasure, <laughs> even though I detest North Carolina and all things related to the Carolinas. So, <laughs> with that being with that being said, those are our icebreaker questions. I think you got to learn a little bit more about our new cast members and our old cast members. So, uh, segue to the campaign. So, this campaign, uh, much like the other ones, uh, is set separately, uh, but still within the shared universe in our uh, anthology series. Um, we have six players, all starting at level 11. They are an established group, and we're going to discuss a little bit about how they got to where they are and what their characters are and so on and so forth. So do you want to talk about your characters, or should I just read the monologue first for for this why, campaign? Why don't you do the monologue first, and then mm -hmm. that could also allow us to lead into our backstories a little bit and try and start the meshing right after that. Sounds like a plan. Um, uh, and yes, Sim, based on your, your message there, anything by Florence and the Machine, I love Florence Welsh more than anything. I think she's one of the greatest musicians ever. Similarly to Scooby-Doo. <laughs> <laughs> Scooby-Doo of musical artists. When I found something I liked, I said, this is it for me. It, it for If anyone asks me what my favorite musicians are, it's Florence and the Machine or Radical Face. Yeah, Florence and the Machine is top three for me. Yeah, I absolutely she's... love everything that she's ever done, except Dog Days Are Over. That put her behind an eight ball. But everything other than that, Off Ceremonials, one of the best albums I've ever heard. I can't say that I love every single song, but I can say I like Dog Days. So, I would well, say Panic at the Disco is another good one. I, I do if love you're panic, Panic If you're panicking disco. at the disco, don't you have to include shoot the other one? <laughs> I know they had a song called Phoenix or something. I can't remember what it's called. I don't know. To the Google. To the Google. I enjoy our musical tangents. <laughs> Anyhow. Fallout so. Boy. Fallout Boy. <laughs> Essentially the same, except Fallout Boy is really bad at playing their instruments live in concert. I guess who doesn't go to concerts, so has to, gets to avoid that. <laughs> If uh, anyone from Fall Out Boy is listening to this podcast, he didn't mean that. Um, uh, he does not represent the the views the of the thoughts podcast. Thoughts of all of us. Uh, I still anyway. listen to Fall Out Boy. Um, like, I still listen to them, but in concert, they were one of the worst bands I've ever heard. We're legally yeah. obligated to say that that was a joke. extensive... I, I, I do like how Clay is politicking for love us. It. This will work out well. I love it. I like the the uh, expectation that Fall Out Boy might listen and care. <laughs> See, that's I where I was coming from. That's, I was on the same exact page as you. If, when they if start that's to our care, problem, we made it. Yeah, exactly. If that's our problem, we're golden. Yeah, I'll call out Patrick Stump to a celebrity boxing match. It's fine. Like I like I said, it's Goldust, then me, then Matt Ryan. So I'd be the second most famous person on April 11th that he would fight. It makes sense. There's money in the making. Yeah, you're next up to fight Jake Paul. So <laughs> I'll I'll take Bye. a die for Jake Paul. That's fine. <laughs> 
I would see more money in per punch than I have in my entire life. So sold. Yeah, done. How much would you get per punch? Uh, if he's paying Tyrone Woodley like $2 million, and Tyrone Woodley hasn't landed a punch at the UFC in the last six years. Oh, I, whoa, I, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I've said it. I'll say it to his face. He landed more punches in the last season of Cobra Kai than he did in his UFC career in the last five years. Tyrone Woodley, if you're listening to this podcast, we don't mean that. I won't fight him, though. <laughs> I'll fight for Jake Paul money, not for Tyrone Woodley money. Anyhow. So, this campaign promise. Tangents off the rail, I love it. Uh, The monologue for Chronicle 4. From the Neo Kingdom, past the kingdom of Calric, beyond the majocracy of Volsh, and the kingdom of Galamar, lies the Free States. Lords and mercenaries, exiles and monsters, for thousands of years have taken to these lands, free of the kingdom's politics. Those with enough muscle or influence, have taken to the free states to build their own legacy. Adventurers exploring lost runes and monsters of legends, looking for riches long forgotten about. Of the city-states and villages that have formed in these free states is the town of Abersal. This sleepy little village has only had to deal with the basic issues of a frontier-like town, until the day Andre Sergil arrived. The strange man was unsettling to those around town. However, Mayor Hamilton wasn't as disturbed by him as the others. In fact, the two became friends relatively quickly. That's when things began to change. The sleepy village began to have an unsettling feel of dread. People began reporting hearing things in the woods surrounding the community, seeing signs of unnatural creatures and people missing. Word spread about the strange occurrences, and our group of adventurers have heard the call. The fear of these eldritch horrors would soon come to an end, as our heroes have breached the cellar door to the mayor's manor, ready to stop the old one's evil machinations. However, this isn't what our story is about. I think we just lost you. No, I'm done. Oh! (laughs) Yeah, I was like... I left it on a cliffhanger. Oh, oh, oh <laughs> okay. And like that, and then just leave us hanging on. The- I like how we're just like. Uh... <laughs> yes, 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 I did. <laughs> now you'll come back for session one. <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right. Yeah. Famously, you know, we want to skip out on session one without a cliffhanger. <laughs> No. We built the characters and now we want to do everything possible to avoid playing with them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Why would we play? Sweet. Let's build new characters. So session one sounds like we're about to go into combat is what I'm hearing. It is. (laughs) All right, everyone, whoever is a spellcaster, get your spells updated. (laughs) Oh, I mean... Listen, I, I was, earlier when we were answering questions, I was just like, wow, I have so many spells. I got, I've got my ready. Three, I, got wow. my three, I got my three spells ready to go. Minor illusion, <laughs> gust, and prestidigitation. We're good to go. Perfect. Well, I have, um, I'm multi-classed three times, so I've got a lot of cantrips. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's a lot of multi-classing. All the cantrips. Yeah. Uh, I thought so about it. And I could have ever- done more. So let's, kids. so let's everyone in our Roll20 channel uh, roll a d20 and 
and we'll start high to low, and we'll go around, and you can tell us about your character. <laughs> yeah, there we go, buddy. Get him out of the way now. Yeah, uh, you know what? It seems fitting. Oh. Oh, tiebreaker. Uh, rollies. <laughs> this is great, because I get to hear about uh, Katie's character before I talk about mine. Which will be relevant. <laughs> so, uh, if David and um, oh, Clay roll off, off here? yeah, rolling rollies. Oh. oh. All right. So, <laughs> so I can roll so well. <laughs> uh, so well, you get to go first. So, David. Uh, tell us about your character okay. and uh, whatever you want us to know and whatever you think that your party would know. You all are an established group. You've all been adventuring together for a while for whatever reasons, whether you like these people or necessity or it just seems to be mutually beneficial. But uh, go ahead. Let's start with your character. Intrigue us. So my character's name is Carrion. He is a hulking brute. Uh, that is, of course, a lizardman, or a lizard folk, and uh, b- best to describe him is uh, that uh, he is emerald green with a yellowish and like uh, almost tannish sort of belly area. You can see there are different uh, black tattoos on him uh, of different varying shape, 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 shapes and sizes. And uh, strapped to his back, he has a uh, what looks to be a great axe. It uh, is different than normal. It uh, looks like it's a mix of bone, wood, and metal. For you guys that have looked closely, it looks like it was maybe a repurposed lumber axe that has had the head of the lumber axe surrounded and encased in bone to make it into a great axe weapon the wood of course being replaced over over the years but intertwined with other bone to make this sort of adjusted sort of like bony great axe and so that is the main weapon that uh, carrion carries around from what you guys would know from being with Carrion is that he doesn't trust people a lot. Like, he doesn't interact well with others. Uh, but he has, um, since the time being with the party, that he has grown to treat the party like, like a tribe. Because whenever you guys had first encountered him, uh, he was alone and lizard folk are known to be within a tribe setting and uh, he was in a place where lizard folk aren't really known to be you would know that uh, he's talks a lot to his familial spirits that's 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 the only thing that you guys have noticed of him in, in regards to his past game mechanics reason he's he's the he's an ancestral guardian path 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 of the ancestral guardian but yeah, and so he's joined the team likely after having an 
interaction with the, with the, the, the party uh, probably and th this is something that uh, that we still haven't had yet yet to dis discuss but it's something to where he's foe turned friend is sort of the, the dynamic there excellent uh next is clay all right all right all right all right all right the one thing i didn't do is a backstory so i'm firing off the off the dome here um so i'm gonna be playing oda nakamura uh he's a human the, the most boring member of the party by race he's a nice guy you know gladiator backstory sort of like the glue that keeps keeps the whole team together as so he thinks um he also thinks all of them are his rivals uh as far as like a description goes he's sort of like a mid-30s uh male very traditional in his in his manners and his like the way that he approaches situations but gets super fired up by combat and particularly being outperformed by his party members just makes his blood boil a little bit generally pretty nice guy carries around a little love letter with him that he is really sensitive about letting other people see but you might catch him kind of like at the edge of camp perusing through this love letter that he's read a hundred times yeah you know so you know there'll be some there'll be some friendly jabs back and forth class-wise he's a a fighter ranger multi-class so if i don't kill the enemy in the first turn i'm probably gonna die so hopefully somebody has healing that's gonna be part of the equation here i like it uh kaylee you are next has healing as i look at down at my cleric okay mm. so all right, so Verjabin, um, they don't particularly care about what you call them via pronouns, whatever kind of suits you, as long as they know you're talking to them. So they are a Godforged, uh, light domain cleric. Uh, no multi-class with this. So, like, any Godforged that have been seen in this world sometimes look nicer, sometimes are a little more dented. He has very, not rusted-looking appearance, but very dull. Um, armor and stone for his body uh there are several parts on the arms around the chest um on the edges of the faceplate that have rusted and been partially melted that don't seem to be able to be fixed no matter what there is a no yes it's it's all to do with before he woke up there is a a weird sort of plate on their forearm that is like rubbed out very corroded away might have been a holy symbol of some sort but they've never cared to figure out who the deity was only what their life currently is going to mean for them now so whenever asked about it they just kind of shrug and say but personality wise when they first woke up at level three um they were very rigid in a black and white world to them. And with some backstory that obviously is still in development, I have talked with a few players. A couple of characters, or at least one of them, has been with them for a long time, teaching them that there it's okay to allow some gray into perspective. But when it comes to blatant dishonor, blatant bad, like ne'er-do-wells and 
if like uh, he used to be so gung-ho that if a guard pushed a person even just bumped him because they were in the way he they had an unspeakable urge to cleanse the wrong and when i cleanse. say cleanse <laughs> cleanse the wrong um but they've become much more careful with how they do this they take more time to think about their actions they don't see these things as horrific slights of evil anymore there's still that issue there but they do turn to the party to help them realize what is more appropriate in these situations and as everyone's traveled together they've gained a better understanding of this so when they're interacting with you this rusted fingers partially missing on their shield arm that don't work anymore um god forged they will look to you for guidance in what is acceptable in this new world and that is verjabin in a nutshell and they are a cleric of stella correct no actually oh. they are a cleric of home Ooh. home thank you sorry i should have said that so they are a cleric of the god called home which is the firstborn metal man uh the symbol on the shield is a pastel rainbow with a metallic gear in the background That's right. excellent mm -hmm. next bruce all right uh story time then we begin in the woods near green mist a small corner of the perpetual gloom that is the shadow fell and a place where you'll find the Shatterkai elves. Among the Shatterkai, there are those that look to discard the arguably antiquated followings of the ancients, something that has brought about a civil unrest there. Saffron's parents were gifted, one with stealth and the other with fighting. And due to the aforementioned unrest, his parents thought it best to discreetly relocate to a more reasonable locale to forge their own destiny. Growing up, Saffron had a knack for raw magic and truly lacked the physical aptitude for fighting. His mother had her own aspirations and thus brought him to train with the Thieves' Guild, of which she is the leader, in the city of Tavaprin. As Saffron grew older, he was expected to one day take over the guild from his mother. However, Saffron very much didn't like the thought of that. He saw that, of course, the life of a thief could be exciting and worthwhile, especially monetarily, but the obviously arduous task of gathering money for his mother was not. The pursuit of magic and spellcasting sounded like a much better option. But alas, mother knows best, and after just a few short years, and through her guidance, Saf worked his way up from the bottom of his guild's hierarchy to the top. When it neared time for him to lead, he instead stole away with the day's collection owed to the guild, and headed out in search of his destiny. This, of course, infuriated his mother, but also a bit of pride in her heart due to this accomplishment in her footsteps. He now follows his own aberrant path, a combination of the Shatterkai Gloomweavers and Soulmongers, drawing psionic power through some alien connection from another plane of existence, uncertain of its true origin, which has now become all too familiar. Black hair, black eyes, and his mother's guild sigil proudly upon his collar. Saffron is adorned in black leather from head to toe, except for the inside of his cloak, which is a rich crimson. A flagrant expression of his sorcery. So, 
he's kind of torn between this, what he was raised in, in the thievery side. And so he carries that sigil proudly, but it's not where his talents lie. And so he does his best to kind of skip that, that balance in between. And in fact, how he met the party potentially is he tried to lift in the name of his guild. He tried to lift something off uh, early on from one of the characters, but instead ended up uh, zapping one of them and kind of giving himself away. And instead of them destroying him, they saw his talents and uh, and potential and brought him into the, the, the group. And uh, they had beers and ales and, and all the good things. Uh, being a Shutter Kai, you'll notice that he oftentimes uh, doesn't really emote much, but he'll throw himself in harm's way because they have a propensity to ignore life. Uh, it's really not a concern for them because they see this as a, they see death as a, an unavoidable, inevitable thing that they're cursed with, if you will. It's kind of a weird bag for them. He is about six feet tall, six, six, two, and uh, very alabaster skin and black eyes with slight streams of, of violet running through the iris. What was their name over time, Bruce? Currently known as uh, Saffron. You, 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 but you refer him to as Saf. Got it. Okay. Sounds awesome. And next would be Katie. Hi. So, um, my character's name is Blossom. She also goes by Hooves. She is a satyr. Um, she is five three with kind of a grayish silver hair and grayish silver eyes. Um, she has a sister and her sister actually travels with her. Um, her sister's name is actually going to be the next player coming up and that is Sasparilla. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot of fun names in our party and I absolutely adore it. I'm loving it. not going to lie. <laughs> Um, they are from basically all over, you know, people like to travel quite a bit. They've done a lot of things together. Um, she is a blood hunter and a rogue multi-class. So she, she likes getting in the fight. Um, and she always just has a very joyful personality. Pleasant. And so I guess, uh, Sim, Sasparilla. Oh. I was really hoping I'd get more backstory. No. <laughs> okay, well, I've, I've, I've got a good chunk of stuff to work through, I guess. So I'll just sort of start at the beginning for Sarsaparilla. Um, They are, so yeah, Sarsaparilla is a satyr, much like her sister. Um, they grew up or were born in the Feywild, but they were actually separated while, when they were pretty young. Um, Blossom went off to to train as a blood hunter question mark question mark and so Sasparilla grew up in this fey community which was fairly idyllic um it was it was comfortable it was fun cuz every everyone 
all the almost all the fair fun um <clears throat> to live up to my branding i think she will have uh two hags that were basically her mom or her mom's yeah um that tended to her and uh you know she didn't really have anything to sort of make her grow as a person in terms of things that motivated her or dro- or anything that gave her any sort of drive she just kind of had everything she wanted the only thing she she wanted that she didn't have was she she missed her sister and so as she was growing up she actually encountered a celestial that lived in the Feywild named Meadowmai who took her under the proverbial wing and started training her with holy magics and sort of healing magic which she actually was so skilled with that it impressed many of people in her community many of the other fae but metamike started to get a little bit frustrated with her she was a bit lackadaisical she's very casual with her approach to magic and her own sort of value in the world she didn't have any sort of motivation to find people who needed healing but she was really good at it if you needed it but she wasn't going to go looking for anyone who was, who needed help. She also wasn't very good at, you know, examining the motivations of others. If someone told her to do something, she was like, all right, I'll go do that. Whatever you want. And she didn't really think much for herself, which was a bit frustrating for the Celestial. When she was sort of like, I don't know, whatever, whatever's comparable to like, let's say level seven. No, level three is when she met. So at level three, uh, Meadow Mai kind of grew frustrated enough because he was de- de- developing all these tests, right? Sort of like, you know, thematic challenges designed to try and evoke or even give some sense of meaning, right? Trying to see if she cared about anything. And she was not good at those tests. She was just kind of like, what, what do you want me to do? Um, and it was only after basically threatening to like cut off he was like i'm done with training you i'm going to abandon this it's not worth my time uh he got her to mention that of all the things that compelled her she missed her sister now metamai knew that sasparilla's sister had been sent off for blood hunter training which is um pretty mor- moralistically like oriented one could say there's a a, you are taking up arms against something which you view as evil in the world at potential cost to your own morality and uh metamai was like all right actually wait this is a great opportunity i'll send her out to go looking for her sister and her sister will show her you know how to find something that matters to you and sort of be compelled by that and then he sent her out of the Feywild and dropped her off in the Land of Truth. And she didn't find her sister at first, but she did find um, her now good friend Jabin, who, as it so happens, does have a very black, and, or did at the time have a very black and white view of the world. Um, and so they were traveling together for a while before they met the party proper. And um, in that time, learned a lot from each other and have continued learning from each other a lot about 
sort of taking a stance on what matters to you, you know, making decisions. She's still, she's still learning how to take charge on her own, but because she is very sort of go with the flow, but she, in, in finding this party has found something that matters to her and something that's worth protecting. So that's, that's been Sarsaparilla's journey so far. Not that she isn't still a little playful, you know? Who's the older sister? You know, I'm not sure. Twins. We never know. Uh, We actually have no idea. They're just very close (laughs) in age. Yeah, they could be twins. Why not? What is Sassy's classes? Sassy? (laughs) Sassy's classes. I do. I'm glad that everyone knows exactly what the nickname's going to be because I did write sassy in some of my notes. Like this is going to just be what it is. She is a druid. She is a warlock, and she is a cleric. That's a whole bunch of spellcasting right there. That's a whole, a lot of whole bunch. She is awesome. <laughs> That's some blasting. Yeah. She's only so. I think she's only she's one level of life cleric, and I'd like to think that she is actually. In fact, she did not learn to be a cleric from Metamai. She learned to be a cleric from Jabin in more recent times. Uh, Metamai is her warlock patron. Um, He's a unicorn. Anyone encountering Sarsaparilla or watching her magic on the field will be able to guess that, that she's a unicorn involved somehow. She is a druid circle of the shepherd. Does she summon a spirit bear? Does she summon a spirit hawk? No, she is summoning a spirit unicorn. Constantly. <laughs> that's what she summons. I love it. Yeah, that's what she she likes to look at the unicorn. And as it's so it's one of those things. So she's thematically very, very good at healing. But it's not because she's like, I want to help everyone. It's it's because she's like, look how pretty the unicorn is, was was initially how she was sort of driven. She's grown better in recent times. Um, as far as Warlock, she's a celestial patron. She's, yeah, um, in terms of do we have healing? <laughs> Don't worry, we've got healing. <clears throat> yeah, that's that's some notes on Sasparilla's basic gist, I guess. Excellent. And that forms our adventuring party here. Have you guys figured out a name for your group, if you even have one? I have. So I made up some names last night because I was like, this is going to be horrible on the spot. It is I'm horrible curious. on the spot. <laughs> so this is, where, this is where deciding some of the adventures we've taken together might, might be helpful to sort of guide a naming convention. Yeah, that's, that's fair. I was I was kind of curious about like the order of sort of who joined the party when. Are we going to get to that at some point? Oh, we can get to that now. Sure. So, there you go. <laughs> so it's up to you guys. Uh, whoever feels like it, whoever has an idea, give me one of your first adventures as a group. You can just right. give us the Reader's Digest version. Um, I made. Just a little, a few, two little adventures I thought would be cute based on two of the items in the in the magic list, the magic item list. Um, Perfect. I thought it would be cute if the party uh, had to kill an ogre 
and harvested the knuckle bones and brought them to a crafter who made the gauntlets of ogre strength. Absolutely love or it. Or whoever ends up with them. And Short, then, simple, to the point. It makes sense. And you guys I, defeated an ogre. Yeah. And then I think at one point it would be cute if um, Sarsaparilla was given the ring of jumping from a spider queen in a forest after the party uh, rescued her, one of her little, I mean, it wasn't little compared to regular spiders, but a baby. From a from a carriage it had been exploring that took off, and just returned it to the forest. Just a little 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 baby adventure for them. <laughs> Absolutely perfect. Well, two adventures out of the way. Someone else give me an adventure that you guys were on. We killed uh, the hag. No, just kidding. <laughs> many hags. The great hag, the great hag slaughter of nineteen fifty five. We we killed sure. your moms. <laughs> Sorry about that, you guys. Kill, you want to kill the moms, or do you want to kill rival hags? Oh, we've got the rival hags. Mayhaps a hag uh, targeted Sasparilla and Blossom for their connection to the to the hag mothers in the Feywild. And the Hag Mothers gave, you know, messaged us, or we messaged mm-hmm. them, and gave us warning about this, the third sister of theirs, who who swore revenge on their bloodline. Wicked Sister of the East, I like it. Um, do you guys remember Chronicle 2? In the no. sense yes. of what the BBEG was? Johnny, do you remember what I told you about them? Yes. Wolfen are the specific uh children if you will of of hags i believe Mm -hmm. and they're if i remember correctly they are born uh during a a full moon of of some type i'm trying to look for the the backstory on them and basically what that is is they're 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 very evil and um, as as if hags aren't already evil enough, yeah. these things are absolutely chaotic evil. Uh, here it is, in fact. And so what we like could it. be doing is trying to avert their the the coming of that happening, right? So if they're if they're born at that exact time, uh, that's that's what happens is they become wolfen, and wolfen are. There, imagine a werewolf, right? But they're about three times the size and very, very vicious and, like I said, extremely evil. They're just they're brutal. Cursed sons, cursed sons of hags. Wolfen are born when a hag is ready to give birth to a daughter. Normally, a hag can only give birth to daughters. Yet, if her time comes due to midnight when the moon is full. Mother Hag can suffer from the ancient curse of the Wolfen. Her unborn child is transformed into a Wolfen while still within her, and the Wolfen child is driven by wild hunger to tear its way out of the Hag's belly, devouring her as his first victim. That's just so... Dark. I can't decide if I love it or if it's just too dark. You're saying there's a lot of Hag-related questing that we've undertaken. Unbeknownst, yes. Okay, there's some cool ones in the chat coming up right now, so I'm 
very much in line with the contingency plan. And I like sheep dogs the way Clay described. It, if you want to jump on that, Clay. Oh yeah, no. Uh, it's just a, it's just a really cool quote uh, that I'm totally ripping off of somewhere else. Um, the but the quote goes, uh, "When the sheep need to be protected and the wild dogs come out to feed, we are the sheep dogs." See, I like it. And I actually, know. that kind of describes the Wolfen thing I just read. Yeah, yeah. Well, I like I like any sort of. Um, I have I have made a satyr blood hunter in the past specifically to be an order of the lichen because I was like it's a it's a sheep and wolf's clothing. Mm-hmm. So any sort of uh, satyr wolf uh, parallels or themes. I'm automatically uh, appealing, appealed to, yeah. It Why don't we be the sheepdogs, then? It leaves us, like, a little morally ambiguous, too. We're just dogs killing other dogs. <laughs> Honestly, that's okay, the flavor fair. I've got over here. <laughs> I would say that the, the quote seems like a fairly moral stance is being taken. <laughs> I will say that it'll be hilarious when we come up to people and they're like, what's, what's your group name? When the sheep need protected, the dog, wild dogs come to feed. <laughs> Okay, no. Are you so, saying we're? Are I'm you also, saying, are you I'm saying we're also, I'm also a circle of the shepherd. Yes. See, so, that's awesome. So I will say, yeah, no, it sheep fits dogs, so well. The only person sheepdogs maybe listen to is their owner. They will attack people and animals. So the, technically, they can be ambiguous in terms of moral alignment, as long as what they're protecting is protected. I mean, so, as long as we're protecting ourselves, I feel like we're fine. There you go. <laughs> and the sheeps. Yeah. Yes, and the, sure, and the sheeps. Carrion would would accept the name, not quite uh, not quite understand it, or not really pay 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 attention to it, and he'd uh, more off more often not call the team the dogs of sheep. Ye <laughs> <laughs> dogs, of sheep. dogs of sheep. I think. Um... Sesperilla also wouldn't wouldn't get it, but be like, sure, I like sheep, I like dogs, and she can I, she can turn into both of them. So, can we adopt a dog? Oh, oh God! Oh, you think? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say Javid is gonna be me. Like, if that thing oh, buddy. pisses on me, I'm gonna burn it. Immediate <laughs> <laughs> <it>. hate. <laughs> if you want to adopt a dog, at your risk. So. And if that's I... actually this brings up a good question I have for um our illustrious DM. Illustrious. Mm-hmm. Yes. I like that word. Resplendent. Oh, he's already like <laughs> suspicious. Yeah. <laughs> it's not it's, I don't think it's going to be no, don't worry too much. Um for druid there is an alternate feature or something where instead of wild shaping you can temporarily cast find familiar but you can choose animal of land, sky, or sea. Okay. I was just curious if that was okay with you. If that, yeah, if you, that feature is fine. That's fine. We could have a we could have a, spe- a a summoned dog, a sheep dog. She also literally has a familiar. So that's the other question. Can she have both of those things? Uh, I think so. Uh, yeah. Why not? You guys are level eleven. You're. Fifth edition, do whatever you want. She's Fine. gonna have she's gonna have a, a oh, little God. lamb familiar and a sheep dog druid familiar. 
All right, the sheepdog familiar will be acceptable because maybe it's smart enough not to do the thing that would piss off the war porch or god porch. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, no, it'll it it will hopefully listen to her. <laughs> oh, do I do I recall Carrion being a recent addition to the party? Did, did I hear that right? Yeah. It it pro, it, pro, it probably would like what what I'm thinking about with uh, Carrion is that. He comes into contact with people due to ex like general population expansion, so people trying to move into the area, and he's sort of like not taking that because he's well, this is his ter ter territory. So if it's a something where a quest to try to either stop Carrion or do something along those lines, that's um, yeah, that's actually kind of what I was thinking. Is if he if you kind of had like a foe to friend thing then like that's a good quest for us to go like get whatever is in this territory out of it so what did you get out of the territory you guys tell me we got our boy carrion out of there from <laughs> from what from orcs from an an evil tribe of lizard folk from from, from even... myself yeah, <laughs> the real the real reward was friendship. I would say it if, depends if on like made along the way. <laughs> I would say if Carrion like is defending a territory that maybe has been like overrun already, and it's just that pride is holding you back, that could be. I don't know if that is something Carrion would like. You know. Um. So it's his pri his 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 primary reason for being alone is for the sole purpose of of being alone okay so it uh he would have had to have seen value in being with the group so what if expand his territory the world is if, your territory what if the quest ended like this the expansion was unstoppable like we knew that this city could not have stopped expanding or these people could not have stopped expanding. So Carrion agrees to join the party so that we can find him a new area. A place that's reclusive, yeah. So yeah. you yeah. you guys took on the assignment from Lord Hibiduber uh, that wanted you to clear out a problem that they were having from some gorillas that were out in the woods and it was Carrion and you realized that he was just defending his home and it could have been ancestral land as you're a path of the ancestors. Mm -hmm. So instead of fighting and killing him like they expected you to do, you actually were able to make friends with him and reason with him because he was reasonable. I will Thus. also say... Um... Unsurprising no one, Sasparilla did discover a, a, a fondness for animals and thereby a, a bias towards anything animal-like. Like giant lizard people. Giant lizard people, <laughs> giant gorilla people, giant sheepdogs. <laughs> the list goes on. What do you guys what think day would that? you be okay yeah, yeah, I'd be, I'd be okay with that. Carrion might not be too okay with that, but that's, but that's part of the role play. Perfect, Bruce. 
Why don't you tell me an adventure, the quest that, that this group, that the sheepdogs have been on? Well, I, I, I started. That's how they, that's, they, they, they refrained from killing my character. Yeah. Well, what did you do <laughs> after you joined them, you slackass? <laughs> well, the reality is, is the, the first thing that I was, uh, I'd say that it was early on in their adventures, um, there was, again, the wolf theme. Um, simply wolves were taking, uh, uh, children and strangely there was nothing found. And of course we were able to track them, found them, found them out. And that was our first occurrence of an alpha werewolf, which we narrowly escaped, did not defeat, but narrowly escaped, narrowly escaped. Um, we were able to save some of the children and, uh, at that point, and we're still on the hunt for said werewolf. I'd say, um, to add on to that, maybe even the party had to save Sarsaparilla because yeah. she didn't want to run. She wanted to reason. And they had to end up grabbing her because she wasn't, she wasn't on the same page. What type okay. of blood hunter is Blossom, by the way? Um, give me one second here. It's the Order of the Ghost Slayer. Okay, cool, cool. E. <laughs> okay, so at some point we defeat Saffron, and he joins the party. Oh, um, so much. Just yes, actually, Saffron. That... Saffron just got caught with his hand in the cookie jar. Well, mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. And be... instead of cutting it off, you. I bet um that could have been a learning experience for Jabin, who was like. All right, now you die, and everyone was like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" Oh yeah, no, that would be a very much. A, I've got like firebolt ready to go on you, and everyone's like, "Hang on, whoa, whoa, whoa! We're in a forest. These are people. Hang on." We're in the middle of the Life city. Catches on fire pretty easy. Just Remember saying. how we talked about, you know, correlating punishments, right? Okay, so you know, taking a copper. Losing a hand. Those are like two different... There's a little bit more severity on one of those. But but Saffron doesn't really look at it at that way. You're absolutely... You, the world, morality-wise, they all know that. But he's like, eh, what's the difference? Death is death. Life is life. It is what it is. They're the same thing. Copper equals death. Gold equals life or death. Here, have, a, have, a, have a berry. Odo That's would be on board with this guy. And and, and the yeah. point being is that he oftentimes, almost in the line of what a Warforge would, like a, a newborn Warforge, right? They really don't know the the normalcies of of life, of what's acceptable and what isn't. But he lives that all the time. He he. It's not that he doesn't know it because he's been told it. He just doesn't feel it. He doesn't get it. For him, it's... Oh, okay, we're fighting things. And he just stays there. Everybody else says, time to go. And he's still fighting things. Like, oh, time to go? Okay. Because he's yeah. pretty neutral about it. Oh, Versus I'm not I'm not in. supposed to burn the forest? Are you sure? Is that a thing? Okay. If you guys say so. Whereas the, the Jabin sets is, I believe this thing. I've been told this is a sin. Therefore, I'm going to go 110% in the direction that it is bad until I'm told otherwise. And as they've gotten to level 11, he's gotten better. But like, mm, you're right. You know, that's a copper piece. 
I don't need to exterminate a whole church. So. Silver, though. Silver, Dawn, you're, yeah. Donskis. Silver, you get, <laughs> you get a uh, ring of fire. <laughs> I, I want him dead. I want his family dead. I want everyone I've ever met him dead. If you never erase the problem, silver. the problem never existed. I'm just saying. <laughs> You're not wrong, <laughs> and, and that's and that's that, kind of, that is entirely true. We got we got the Punisher bot over here. <laughs> oh, he's definitely like Terminator esque over here. <laughs> and and one thing you'll notice about Saffron is is although he's basically devoid of any emotion, he it's not like he's completely just blank all the time. He he'll he'll chuckle and he'll do various things and he'll interact and and whatnot, but nothing really stirs him. You know, he's pretty pretty plain face unless he's casting his spells and so he's constantly playing with his cantrips gusts of wind for anybody who needs it he loves it that's where you see him his eyes light up those streaks of violet come out you can literally see him almost maniacal oh so this is where his joy is okay yes and so being with this group of of murder hobos he loves it that's how he sees it what the hey, ad said strictly no murder no murder hobo i am a converted uh, understand he's <laughs> understand he's be murdering or hoboing Actually, he, no. he no, is straight no neutral and he sees it all the same oh fireball time oh not fireball time oh sorry wait fireball are. time oh good god uh, i'm smelling Tyrion looks Twirl? Carrion looks through the lens of uh, survival, so he is a like a similar sort of headspace to where, like, animals are food, like, money gets things. Uh, he's probably tried to eat a couple of the familiars a couple times, but of course they're, <laughs> they're familiars, so they're they don't do anything in her, in regards to that. He's just stalking the sheepdog. <laughs> I would find it hilarious if at one point in the backstory, Carrion got like either mad at Jabin or got curious and just started nomming on him and just realized that there's nothing under the armor. And he's just like, just Jabin stares at him because there's no expression there. <laughs> there's flesh. That's the, that's the uh, viscera I haven't cleaned yet. So we've got two satyrs, a godforge, a, a, a shatakai, a lizard folk, and one boring ass variant human <laughs> that, <laughs> that is not looked down upon or looked at weird. <laughs> so, hey, it's, it's, a it's a meritocracy. Hero work is a meritocracy. I would like to state this is not super relevant, but um. Sasparilla knows mending specifically for jubbing. Hey, so do I. It's perfect. Yes. <laughs> I I thought you were about to say specifically for the human, because that's how we think humans are healed. <laughs> Honestly, I would, would go up to the human like, let me try this on you. <laughs> I have Just a healing spell, don't worry. Mending. <laughs> kind of love it. Still kinda, bleeding, I don't understand. Hate. <laughs> kind of love it. Kind of hate all of you. It's okay. <laughs> no, <you're not. laughs> uh, 
is there anything else that you guys had experienced as a group? Um, well. Well. Have we wanted to maybe be on a ship at one point and fight Cthulhu? Or that could be our most yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> ah, you fought some Cthulhu monsters, creatures. creatures. And, uh, and uh, when Sarsaparilla was summoning, uh, I'm gonna guess. I I think this is we can we can put some votes in for a good name for the sheepdog. I put up. I'm I'm. The sta- the sta- the stand-in is Bug or Buggy right now. Um, she just summoned like a a seal while they were on the ship. It's still it's still Buggy. Fair. And it's just it's a particular it's a woolly seal or something, you know. Is there an animal that's called a sea dog? There might be. Maybe. H- hold on. I- hold on. I will say, Bear Japan would have learned that they don't like water. It makes their joints. Uh, so if you guys did uh, take on some uh, some Cthulhu-like creatures on a boat, uh, you kind of already have a feeling of what you're going to be dealing with with this uh, adventure that you guys took up on. Maybe you guys have a personal vendetta against the uh, the great old one. Or goo. Called the boys Ooh. in. I like that. He stole my hot chocolate at some point. Son of a bitch! <laughs> you know, I feel like Verbjibin might get a headache, like a severe, like pain in their noggin, anytime they looked upon the gray old one, like they were an old memory. Oh, I like. Would that. anyone like to have died to the last fight we had with the great old one? I'm in. Hundred percent, I'm in. Okay. Our human, our human. <laughs> yeah, like. This this build is you guys will see it in combat. It's like right into the thick of things every time. So love it. I love it. All right, so we got the, at least Oda, or is it Ot? How do you say his name? Sorry, Oda. Yeah, Oda. Thank you. Who else wants to have passed out during that combat? <laughs> you know, fuck. I'll pass out. Why not? <laughs> yeah, I'll be dead. Dead. Like. Oh, we're like, vivify you? Sort yeah. Of like that? Okay, good the, thing mm-hmm. I'm a cleric. I can do that for you. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> we got the, that covered. The art I'm using, he has a scar, like, under his right eye that goes, like, up into his hair, like a huge scar. So that's uh, modus of death, I guess. I know revivify, or at least true resurrection, heals scars, but I don't think we have that yet. Uh, My cleric should have revivify? Um, I'm double checking because they're light domain, so they should because all the clerics should have that. Anyway, that'd be the way he bonds with you, saves your life. Fair Get enough. up, meatbag. Like, <laughs> and then uh, your life. You for this. You now can heal her sister and, and panic a little bit about it. And Bear Jibin's like, you owe your life to home, and then I get up. <laughs> <laughs> Time to reboot the human. <laughs> soft, soft reset. Control Alt Delete. This like first was brought to you by Home. <laughs> you cast mending. It's like, mending. oh, that didn't work. Oh, oh. Good thing I have another 44 seconds to figure out how to bring them back. 
Mending at a higher level. <laughs> I'm gonna make cast hole. mending. Uh, <laughs> no, probably you'll see me like open up my chest plate and pull out like a diamond and then use that. <laughs> and I'll be like, that was the only one I got. And the question's gonna be, when did we get a diamond? <laughs> Jeff Ben's like, you know, I don't know, but I've always had a clanking in my chest, and that might have been it. Okay. All I can think of is like Bender from Futurama. Did <laughs> <laughs> you just keep all your spell components in your chest plate? <laughs> I do, 100%. There is an emblem on my shield for casting, but anything else is just in my chest. <laughs> and to that note, actually, spell components. Mm-hmm. How are we handling spell components um, in terms of what the party has access to? Uh, you pretty much have at least one for everything that requires something higher level. Like, you probably have the diamond for the Revivify, another one at this point. Um, you guys are level 11. You have you have or had access to everything that you needed at one point or another. Um, so consider everything taken care of for now. You know, if you Revivify someone in the first session, then you're going to need to find another diamond, which may or oh. may not be that hard. Here's the question. Um, let's say two people have Revivify. Well, you have two diamonds. <laughs> well. Yeah. So, let's just, speaking of the loot, because that is something we need to talk about. Yeah. Y'all can oh. have everything else. Yeah. I would request one of the elemental gems, though. You don't want anything else? I'm going to let all of you pick first, and then I will take But I would like one of those elemental gems. I would like so, to know if I could have upgraded my armor at some point. My question, yeah, yeah, let's let's cover that first. <laughs> yeah, again, you guys are eleven. Money in fifth edition is pretty relative. You know, you have enough to buy whatever mundane stuff you want. Okay, okay, that's what I was going to ask about. So, like plate armor yeah. is cool. Yeah, you're level okay. eleven. You should probably have plate. Easy. Thank God. Okay. <laughs> because the bad guys don't care that you have plate. I mean, what? <laughs> I can't have plate. Yeah, yeah. They, okay. they have saving throws. Right, right, right. If good, you're, good to know. If your brain gets eaten, it doesn't matter what kind of armor you have. Exactly. Um, and so, is the only magical armor available the smoldering armor? Yes. Okay. Unless there was something else on that list. I don't think there was. So. The things that I had my eye on that I really liked was the quiver. Yes. Um. <laughs> I would say take it. I, I remember looking at. Yeah. I, I would like, say I take it. That. Yeah, I was I was eyeballing it, but I was gonna say if anyone said anything about it, I'd I'd be I'd be cool without it. Okay. Um, and then a bag of holding and the moon touched uh, scimitar. Were the other two things I was kind of like, ooh, I, I kind of like those. Yeah, I mean, because we have two bags no, of holding, so no two objections. of us are gonna end up having one. I have no zero interest in, in bag of. Holding. I appreciate the zero objections. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no yeah, objections no here. Um, I was wondering about the cloak of useful things. If anyone felt strongly about that, that's a that's a uh, fun item if you're if you're feeling it. I thought 
That'd be a cute thing for one of her hag moms to give her before she left for the material plane. Yes. We're gonna Aggie. need things. Take this robe. Yeah, like like the, just they, things yep. you will find useful. Imagine that they are just um particularly wrinkly versions who can also kill someone at will of like the Pokemon moms, you know? They're like, Oh, you're going off on an adventure? Here's a camping kit. Have fun, kiddo. You know. Go beat go beat those adults that are that have been doing this longer than you. You go get them, Tiger. The, you got this. The only item I'm really interested in is the Cloak of Protection. I am more than happy to let you have that. Yeah. Go for that it. Is a, I'm gonna be, that is a great <clears throat> thing. I'm going to be frontlining pretty hard here with... <laughs> so... And everything else doesn't really work for my character, so. I'm gonna take everything else, the, the red gem. The is gem. is no one? No one's gonna be like. I mean, there's healing potions. I feel like you could uh, use healing. Well, potions. we have the two bags of holding too. So yeah. Speaking yeah. of potions, though, can I take the potion, cloud giant strength? Sure. Yes. Yeah. 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 But Clay, you um, have armor, right? I mean, you're you're a fighter, so you have the ability to wear about any armor you'd like. A breastplate I'm gonna would be a great option for you. That's what I was oh. that's what I'm gonna take. Yeah. Actually, and I do have a question. Alright, so there's the, the rule about druids not being able to wear armor of metal. Correct. Um is there alternative armor? There's hide leather. But, right, but for, for heavy splint? or medium. No. Can they wear well, splint? No, because splint has metal in it. In it? Yeah. So but there's there's no like there's no like Hide is medium armor. Magical tree equivalent, right? Uh, like a like a dark wood. Or no. ironwood or whatever, yeah. Okay. Uh no, not at this time. Not that you have access to anyhow. Okay. So, uh, hey, don't forget to take your cloak of billowing. Oh yeah, I'll take cloak of billowing too. Yeah, that's. Oh, a... uh, but I can I can't double up cloaks. Uh yeah, no, that's fine. I'll well, hold it just in case. Well, it was my level one magic item. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm replacing my cloak with a new cloak. You could, I mean, he that could be his cloak due to his moods. <laughs> or, or that that could be the connection between Oda and and Saffron, right? You bequeathed him this this cloak. That he's been gusting for you, and when we found the cloak of protection from the hags, uh, you put that on and said, "Here, you have this." And he's like, "Ooh!" So now he just constantly kind of has this half smirk because he's nonstop gusting his cloak. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> now we're talking. And he learned that from you because you kept saying, "Dude, gust me, wind me, come on, make a cloak thing, do it." Use your bonus Are you actions. Sure he on didn't me. say, "Dude, blow me." <laughs> yeah, yeah. They call me maybe. <laughs> That's what you get when you let your heart win. That's it, exactly. You know where I was going with that. Potion of. Okay, so um. Anyone call out the gauntlets of ogre power? Um, I know someone can use those. Someone. Uh, I don't need them because I have twenty strength. So. Strength to seven. I have strength of 16. 
You better take those. Okay, I'll go ahead and take that then. There are two moon touch swords if someone wanted a second one. One's a rapier, oh. I believe, and one's a scimitar. Oh, really? That's I, funny. I there took the scimitar because I do dual wielding, and they both have to be light. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, rapiers aren't light. That's true. What? That's crazy. Yeah. I didn't know that the first time I played um, a rogue, and so my DM let me use a rapier and a dagger, and now I write over it, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's not light. Yeah, I get it. That's not good for two-handed. The more you know. Um, Did someone take Potion of Fire Giant Strength? No. There's also Stone Giant Strength, you know? And Cloud Giant Strength. <laughs> There's a lot of the Cloud one was Giant taken. Strength. Um, can I take a potion of speed and um, one of the potions of healing or greater healing? Go for it. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll ask about the wand of the war mage. All yours. There's, there's I'm two, not a spellcaster. There's a plus two and plus one. Yeah, I'm both. taking that. Pl- no, I'm not taking both. Is no no one else's spellcasting? Come on. Oh, I mean, I spellcast. I don't know if I use. Oh, yeah, is all spellcasting. Yeah. So he should take it then. Well, one of them maybe. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, because sorcerers don't get a lot of spells, so having yeah. something to help with that. Okay. <laughs> All right. So war mage. Who? Both of those got taken. Well, so where do we want to place those? Who's taking them? If if they're both gone, I'm removing. So, so one, I know one person took one. Just put a name next to it for now. Okay, so Sassy's on there. Who else took one? Uh, I think Saffron was going to take one. Yeah. Is that Sassy? No, Saffron. Yeah. Saffron. Who's Sassy? Sassy Sasparilla. Thank you. Okay. So we have Sassy and Saff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So those are in there now. Uncommon items. Uh, Quiver of Anonia. Um, that- I Blossom took that. Cool. Or you can call her Hooves. We're going to do your character name. <laughs> uh, fine. Oda took the Cloak of Protection. Uh, Ring of Jumping. Jasper can't take that if no one else cares for it. I don't need jump. Okay, we'll put it under Sassy for now. Uh, Wand of the War Mage. There's another one down here. So we had three War Mage ones. No, no one was a plus two. two and one was a plus one. What that ring of that ring of jumping could really come in handy for for somebody too. So everybody take a look at that and make sure that could really play out well for initiating a battle or escaping a dangerous situation. So So real quick, who took the plus two war mage wand? Sasparilla. Thank you. Saffron, you're taking the plus one. It sounds like unless correct me now or whoever hold your peace. Okay. Um, Gauntlets of Ogre Power. Uh, carry up, I think. Thank you. Alright, on to Minor. Uh, Potion of Speed. Blossom. Okay. Uh, Potion of Giant Strike with Oda. Uh, who took a Stone Giant Strength? Stone Giant Strength, anyone? No one has. Um, if you just want to put it in the bag of holding, yeah, you can do, do that. that. And I'll put it in the bag of holding. No, it's not. Okay. Jacob. Yeah, I'll say I'll put it in the bag of holding on my character sheet. 
okay, when, so I use, that... when I use my cloud giant strength, I'm coming for that bag of holding. <laughs> you can ask to politely see it. <laughs> I got 27 strength. I don't think anyone's going to stop me. I have oh, a I very high dexterity. Thank you very I much. You boy. <laughs> Come at me, bro. Cleanse I me. I will. <laughs> don't tempt him. He will. <laughs> All right. Let's see here. There's also a second bag of holding. Yes. Um. Let's see here. The Qual's feather token whip. I think bag of holding it. Yeah. Okay. Um. Let me check something real quick. Cause does a whip use? It's it's like a magic item. You like toss it, and it becomes a floating whip. It's actually pretty yeah. Cool. I wasn't sure if it used um strength or dexterity. It uses melee, which is strength though, so I wouldn't use it. So bag of holding for now. We'll put under blossom until someone claims the other bag. Well, it's a melee spell attack. Yeah. Yeah. So it wouldn't be your strength necessarily. Um, we can figure if you want to take it for now, you can, but we can figure out a little bit. It can just oh. go in the bag for the moment. Cool. Elixir of health. Bag. Okay. A bead of force. Um, maybe good on a one of the the fighters, the 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 more melee based people, so that they have a way of attacking from range when they're trying to catch call. up. Don't take it. Say I'm. I use. Okay, Qual okay, took it. I think Oda, Oda did. Okay. Unless you really want it. No, go ahead. I was say your character is a I don't know how many levels of blood are yet, but you uh, like you gotta be careful I with, did, your, with your HP. <laughs> I did six and five. Got so it. I'm I'm very evasive as far as I'm aware. Okay. That's good to know. Um potion of fire giant. I would say bag it. Yep. Okay. Uh chime of opening. Good for a non-rogue to have. Afron? Like kind of, honestly, kind of thematic for him because he, because he strives to do that to make his parents, to make his mother proud, right? Yeah. And so, Son, you yeah. suck at opening locks. Yeah, Take he, this. He, he's actually, he's got a, actually got a decent deck, but he doesn't specialize in the thievery thing, so he goes, oh, jingle, jingle, look at doors open. Ha <laughs> ha. <laughs> I love it. Okay, that would go to you. Uh, scroll of protection from fiends. I feel like there's a reason oh. this got rolled. I, well, I was gonna <laughs> say, um, if no one else wanted it, it would be a cute gift from her celestial patron if Sa Sa uh, Sassy Perilla got it. Makes yeah. It's all, all right. good unless somebody wants it. Speak up. Nope. Alright, who's got the second bag of I could probably take that, considering my, my strength, I could hold more stuff, or okay. just have, have that. Alright, I took the elemental gem, the red one. Uh, Potion of Psychic Resistance. Now that sounds useful. Mm -hmm. Who's got low wisdom and low intelligence? Like, super. I'd say that should probably go to them, so they're not turned off. My intelligence is a 16, my wisdom's a 12. Although, it, it's psychic resistance, does that mean you get to roll with advantage on saving throws, or does it just mean you take less damage from psychic damage? Let me damage? open it. I can't open it for me. Someone else is going to have to. Okay. I'm opening it now. I have uh, intelligence of 10 and wisdom of 12. Resistance to psychic damage for one hour. Mm. Okay, so it's, oh, just so it's just an attack. A psychic attack. So we ran for like a mind yeah. player. Okay. Yeah, so 
bag. Okay. Bag holding until otherwise. Potion of greater healing. I heard someone wanted this. I um, yes. I took it. Thank you. I just say blossom, not just I. You're fine. <laughs> I'm looking down at your like characters at the bottom of my screen too. So. Yes. Yeah, so right. put. We should put. Definitely have. Uh, remember, potions of healing are mundane items. So we should. We will each have at least one of those, if not two, or more. Uh, make sure that the fighters, the frontliners, have those so that they can protect themselves when we aren't healing. Speaking uh, of potion of healing, oh, oh yeah. no, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, so Sasperla has an herbalism kit or herbalism training, so she presumably has been making potions for the party as well. Cool, correct. So, Johnny, would it be fair to say that we can all at least have one or two on our persons, like base yeah. ones? Yeah, you can have two each. That's fine. Okay. And uh, Blossom, I'm, I'm going to yeah. be completely honest with you. You have at least six sessions. If you don't sneak attack someone with your ram headbutt, I am going to be <laughs> so mad. <laughs> so, I will try. However, I rolled a seven, and it had to go on my strength. Oh. So my ram headbutt <laughs> wait, is wait, wait. a plus two to hit and a minus two to damage. Potion of fire giant strength. You'll get 21 strength. <laughs> Throw it yeah, out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sneak oh, attack. Yeah. Plus, you've got, like, four sneak attack dice. It's fine. And it's hilarious. <laughs> I, will, I will do it for you at least twice. Oh, okay. Sold. Absolutely Perfect. sold. <laughs> All right. Robe of useful things. That's a cool item. Who That's what that? Sassy has it. Cool. All right. Spell scroll of whole person or see other t level two spells. So level two scroll sp spell scrolls. Well, a whole person, whatever it is. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. okay. So whole um, person. So only I know of two people who can use that, I think. I think it's Jabin and Sarsaparilla. Can anyone else use it? Um, No, I cannot. Okay, I'd say give it to Jabin. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Oh, that's right. thematically a good one for him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Both in the name of God! Anyway. So. Alright, let's see here. Um, Potion of Force Resistance. Bag it? Yep. Yeah, I'm probably bagging up. You're going to bag it? Okay, so it'll be in Carrion's bag. I'll take this other Potion of Greater Healing. Then. That was Oda. Okay. Uh, elemental gem yellow. I would say because the first one went to Jabin, unless someone else cares, the second one can go to Jabin. That's fine with me. Yeah, just like they're just little gems in the in the chest armor, you know, with the diamond. Yeah, the, all I am carrying a gold mine in my chest that I've never cared to look at. Yeah. <laughs> That's it's funny. So everyone's chill that You're like a piggy bank. Yeah. A piggy bank that doesn't go to the bank. <laughs> you are the bank. You're better than a bank. No one steals from Jabin. Oh, that's true. No one would ever steal from Jabin. Uh, we could put the party money in my chest cavity, honestly. I just, like, open up my chest plate in front of, like, the shopkeep and pull out, like, however much gold someone needs. Uh, anyway. Alright, oil of slipperiness. I'd assume. Bag. Oh, bag. Okay, sorry. 
I'll add that in. All right, you look cool. So bad for. All right, potion of fire resistance. Someone should take this in case Jabin snaps. I'm just saying. You know what? I'll take it because I'll be in the midst of things. So cool. if I have to, if I have to get fireballed, I'll do it. Perfect. <laughs> and then, oh, do we have a third bag of holding? No, I think do it's we? only two. Okay. Maybe oh, sorry. I haven't wrote. Yeah, I haven't written out blossom bag of holding yet. So we'll Cool. Um, smoldering armor. Bag it. They're both chain shirts. Mm-hmm. Alright, so bag. Cloak of billowing. Got it. Oda. Instrument of scribing. Isn't that just There's a pen? There's two. It is just a pen. I could do that. There's two of one. them, by the way. Okay. I have calligraphy. There you go. So that was Oda. Mm-hmm. No, right. it's a musical instrument. It is, but it's for um, writing. So yeah. Messages. I have lute anyway, lute proficiency. There you go. All right, who's got the scimitar? Was that um... Blossom? Blossom, thank you. Cool. All right, we're almost there, guys. Uh, we got spell scrolls for cantrip, true strike. Um, warlocks, bards, sorcerers, and wizards can learn that. So, sorcerer Saffron. or warlock, I think, are the options. Saffron, and do you want it, or should we just bag and hold it? Uh, which one? Spell, scroll, cantrip, true strike. Mm. Might as well give it. You can take it. Put it in the bag. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I'll put it in in Oda's bag. I don't I'll... have a bag. Oh, I'm sorry. Carry on's bag. That was all right. Carry on. Carry on. Mm-hmm. Carry on, carry on. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> oh. Let's just hope I don't meet, meet a, a, a father figure. <laughs> oh, all right. Bead of refreshment. Bag of holding? Bag, yeah. yeah. For anyone. Flows of mending. Bag holding. I think I think it'd be funny if Jabin got those. That's what I was just gonna say. I'll yeah. put it in his inventory, but he like refuses to wear it. <laughs> Shield of expression is awesome, by the way. It is. Ooh, who wants that? I don't use Sasper- a shield. I think it's made of metal, so Sasperla can't. <laughs> Ain't no coward. I use I a can't. shield, but whoever I'm wants it. it. I do not use the shield. I think Oda carry on. Carry on called it out. Okay. What? No, I I I don't I don't need the shield. Okay. I'll I can put it in my inventory for now. Um we'll do it that way. I'll use that instead of the shield I've got. All right, we've got the rapier uh moon touch sword. I believe the bag. Yeah. All right. Wand of Smiles. Esperla can take that if no one else cares. Which I good, imagine. It's a good saffron item to use on himself. Oh, oh then yes. Then sure, saffron can happen. <laughs> so that he looks like he has emotion. <laughs> yeah. Bruce, do you want that one? Um. You know oh, no, what? It has... Go ahead. 
it has to be used on a target humanoid you can see. So cast it on Saffron. He can't cast it on That's what I'm saying. It doesn't make sense for him to have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So sassy casting it on Saffron. I don't... Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. All right. Smoldering armor. Fane mail. I have not. I think you can bag it. Going in the thing? Yeah, bag it. Okay. Blossoms. And let's see. Bead of refreshment again. I think that's his bag of holding. We'll put this one Oda's so he has. uh, Or carry on because he... I can carry in. Yep. Uh, yep. He'll, he'll have that or, one. You can put it on his carry on, though. There you go. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. Instrument. <laughs> oh, the jokes we're gonna have with my with with, with my name. Carry on, carry on. Oh, let's see. Instrument of scribing. Anyone else want to take the base, the second one, or bag of holding? I'll put it in the bag. Okay. Question. Answer. Uh, what is so in roll twenty the names? I know what AC is. What's in the context of D and D? What's PP and DC? Passive, passive perception. perception. Yeah. And... So if there was a PI, that'd be passive uh, investigation. So that's like a if a wizard with their high intelligence puts that instead, because they may not be perceptive. And then the DC is your spell save. Oh. So you got to beat what if my you have 16. three different or no, you have two different spell saves. From both. You put it both. Yeah, you put, put like a, a yeah, slash or a comma. It's more for like a quick glance at yourself, so you don't have to look at your character sheet. Like, oh, my AC's a. Uh... See it. Oh. I guess I also have two, but I don't have any spells I can cast on anyone else. So. All right, I think we've got all the items. I updated and saved it, and. Should be Gucci. Excellent, Smithers. Excellent. So, I I don't know if there's anything else we have to go over. Is there anything anyone else can think of that you guys need to figure out? Um. Do my spells. I. I wouldn't mind uh, opinions on it's not it's not really major, but uh, so being a satyr, Sasperlis started with uh, proficiency in persuasion and performance. Um, I traded out performance because I didn't think Sasperlis was doing much of that at all. Um, I, I I think I gave her Arcana because she's like a little fey creature, so she. I don't even remember what I gave her. I think it's Arcana. Opinions on that. That seems good. <laughs> I yeah. like her name. Yeah, that seems fine. Alright. Did anyone, what feats have every, has everyone chosen, or they just go ASI all the way? I chose Warcaster. Oh, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> I have a uh, great weapon master, fighting initiate, slasher. Wait, how'd you get? Oh, right, because you're yeah. Very inhuman, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I'm level eight uh, fighter, so. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I went straight stats. 
I took Warcaster and then I went stats. I hope my nuts. Stats for both. I, I did stats and skilled up or whatever it's called. Hope my nine intelligence doesn't uh hold it's you not, back. It's not boding well with the sound of these mind flares, but you know. I mean what's a mind controlled samurai with twenty strength really gonna do to you guys? Johnny, didn't you say that if we got anything below a zero, we we're supposed to update that? Nope. Nope. Okay. <laughs> Oh really? He's like, nope. I thought, <laughs> nope. I should go change nope. my stat then, because I think I was told that's to, what, to make yeah, my own a ten. That's what I was told too when I first talked to Johnny. But I will address that. My Christmas uh, it was, shit. It was forty-six drop the lowest. <laughs> yeah, that's. I like taking a nine. A nine really, oh, okay. really gives you a weakness, and when you put it in intelligence, checks out. You know, I will trade you that for my seven and my strengths. <laughs> We had gauntlets of ogre strength. You could have fixed that. I, <laughs> I said I had a seven that is strength. You don't but need it, strength. But... Yeah. You know, I'm a blood hunter who focuses primarily on light based weapons. No, yeah. <laughs> Dexterity. That's the build. That's the build. Yeah, yeah. It all draws blood the same way. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'll take my scimitars. Thank yep, you very just, much. Just one's fancier than the other. Dude, I can't wait to you ram headbutt sneak attack someone. <laughs> That's all I'm looking forward to now. <laughs> oh, I'm just giving the guarantees of like, That's hilarious. It's like, okay, okay, come on. First session, let's do this. <laughs> all right, well, it sounds like everyone has their character good to go. Uh, this is going to be super interesting. This is our biggest chronicle to date. And uh, I think we're only going to keep getting bigger, which is going to be wonky. But uh, if you enjoy what you hear, uh, definitely subscribe to us on whatever platform you like listening to your podcasts on. Uh, you can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And if you really, really like us, uh, then definitely check out our Patreon. Uh, all four dorks are dangerous. We shouldn't be too hard to find. And does anyone else have anything they want to say before we wrap up this session zero? I have a negative two to charisma. All right. Well, I don't care. Does <laughs> <laughs> anyone, anyone else have anything they would like to bring to to the close of this? I think that's a good ending note. Right. I have a negative two to strength. <laughs> I have a negative one to charisma. We're all dead if there's a bard at the BBG. <laughs> It I, is have, now. I have charisma. <laughs> a level three bard. <laughs> three bard takes out the whole party. Vicious mockeries us to death. Oh. Uh, uh, I don't think I've got anything else except uh, thank you, patron subscribers. Uh, yes, uh, thank you to Phalorn, to Galishank, to Kaylee, to James. I think that's everyone. If I yeah. missed you, I will have Kaylee handwrite an apology for you for me. <laughs> My handwriting's better. It's it better. definitely is. Yeah, I chicken scratch. Uh, so for myself, Johnny, for Clay, Bruce, Dave, Katie, Kaylee, Sim, that's a lot of people that I'm throwing in there. Uh, thank you for joining us for session zero, and we will see you next week for session one of Chronicle. IB. That's four in Roman numerals. And just remember, everyone, dorks are dangerous.
Bye. And save. Uh, that was fun. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. <laughs> this is going to be bonkers, cuckoo, banana whack job. I'm for it. I'm, uh, I need to adjust for the number of people because you, were, everyone we interviewed yesterday was fucking awesome. <laughs> but we were like, who are we going to take? Who aren't we going to take? Like, fuck it. I'll just run with six people. <laughs> then the other two can be in the next Chronicle. No, you all made such a great impression on us yesterday. It was super hard, so we took everybody. Katana <laughs> damage? Wow. Oh, yeah. It's spicy. Hey, oh, what's a... Not here. What's a scary spell I've got? Hang on. I have uh, scary spells? Uh, Sasperla doesn't really have any. <laughs> oh, that's still... That's a shit roll for what that spell is. <laughs> Wall of fire! Right now. So I could literally, like, encircle us into a circle of fire or just make a wall and be like, you know what? Um, no one's coming in. No one's shoot. coming in. Shoot, because I also had wall of wind and wall of water as an option, and I was like, Psh, I don't need those. But that'd be cute. Just a match. I, I see your 27 attack, and I raise you one warding flare. <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. You do that with this advantage right now, sir. <laughs> Uh, side note, that was the easiest naming convention ever for anything ever. <laughs> Between naming your group or naming a band or anything is always a fucking nightmare. To You're like, fair, sheepdogs. Everyone's like, sheepdogs is happening. good. <laughs> That's the good thing is we knew before it happened. When people get asked on the spot in the in the game, rough. R always rough. Even on a game, it's always rough because there's never anything that ever works good. But then you're yeah. like, sheepdogs. And I'm like, wow, that's really good. And everyone's like, nope, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, or you could be like our Monday game and do charcuterie. That's not your name. <laughs> it is 100% the name. Is, Wait, the I love Contingency that. plan was pretty cute. Contingency plan was good, too. Yeah, like, oh, it's very good. generic, you know, not very, not very specific. I will save that as a contingency plan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For when half the party dies and we have to rebrand. Yeah. yeah, definitely a uh, contingency plan. Oh, man, we, we threw this one up. What was the name of your group again? Oh, the contingency plan. What? Didn't you say it was the sheep? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's the other group. They uh, that That's my sister. They needed a contingency plan, as it turns out, turned out, so... We have the or A team, the, then we have the B team. <laughs> the, oh, in the words of Carrion, uh, we are the sheep of dogs. <laughs> <laughs> the translation from common Be thy to... sheep or be thy dogs. The lizard, lizard folk, folk yeah, it screws it up. Adverbs, it's the whole sheep. thing. It's a complicated language. <laughs> and there is them.